Shalom and thanks for joining us. You're listening to the Elect Life Podcast Edition with Liz McGee. We hope you enjoy the journey as Liz takes you through her mystical insights from ancient Jewish writings. You'll find more info on the website at theelectlife.org. So go check it out and make sure you have oil in your lamp for the coming of Mashiach. And now your host, Liz McGee. have many different levels of understanding and work with this you know like I said your nephish soul down here you, this is called our Yetzirah soul level this is very much our our emotional state our uh, our 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 likes and dislikes personality or um, you know things that like why should somebody have like, okay, why should I have an arch gene, so to speak, right? I don't have any math gene. That's why I stay away a little bit from that. But why are these things so? Well, there's an explanation for these. And these things reside in the, the soul level, the lower soul, the ruach level. And you get up to Neshima, this area here with Tifrit, Gavira, and Hesed, and this triad, this three, which is our Neshima, which is our highest spiritual soul. And it really is where all the good <laughs> that is potentially inherent in mankind, you know, does come from. If we can get enough people functioning from that level. And that's what Torah will do. This is the promise of Torah, and I believe this. And I've seen it in my own life, that um, everything calms down. You begin to get peace. You begin to get insight you begin to get wisdom you begin to get a, like a lot of calmness about things you know how they play out uh when you get up to this level it's much more eternal it's much more unchanging uh and then you know outside of it all up to our heavenly mother and heavenly father which will be we will be totally reunited at the point of the resurrection the millennial change the standing up whatever we're going to say up and that this male and female, this is not a hierarchy. There's nothing hierarchical about this, all right? They both have to have the other. You cannot have just a cycle of giving forever. It'll just go on forever. That tangent, that point, if it gets running, can go on forever unless it hits something, is molded into it, or if, you know, in part... And then that morphs into something else, all right? That's the whole point of this telling this progressive story, all right? And you have up here this higher level life, the progenitors, these, the, the rivers out of Eden, Rasha, and up into Keter, where you literally have Yikita. This is, this is the stone that the builders rejected. Now, I'll tell you something. This is, when you have these memes, when... You see these verses or these in in the New Testament or what she was saying. I must say he had such a deep understanding of this to say that it is the building that the the, uh, the stone that the builders rejected. It's the foundation stone. On so many levels, he's saying so many deep things. But Zeron Pin, okay, the worship of Zeron Pin was a huge problem to the pagan mind. And something that Israel, even many times, they fell into it. I don't think they really worshipped the, the, the lower level. Well, I suppose they did, Elohim. They did. But even to 
take uh, well, they did this with the Shekinah. I too, th I do think that there's a bit of a um, in some strains, and in the Catholics pick this up with making Mary the mother of God. There is a point of elevating it where it's not. It has to be an equal one has to, one because it's a need based. One needs the other for completion, and that forms the cycle. Now, there is another way of explaining this male and female. And this is why you find these things, let me just say, uh, see, because one of the rabbits, and I can't remember who it is, and I've read it a couple times in different Zohar quotes, I can't remember, maybe it's Rabbi Shimon, I don't know, said that inside every, every sephirah is worlds and angels, third thing was worlds, angels, and Elohim, all right? Because angels are, you know, there's always high, the higher Elohim. But, you know, in a way that's so true because in each of these, and this is the thing that that freaks a lot of people out, people who get into mystical, you know, whether you do it by drugs, whatever, that's the cheat way, or you truly are able to discipline your mind, and like a true prophet, you are able to enter states of consciousness and you have holiness, um, where Elohim dwells on different high levels. But they're very, this is why mythology is sometimes hard to understand what they're talking about. You know, the stories of the Titans and the Olympians and what's going on. And I'll come back and do another video on this because Philo does some good explaining on this. They're not really talking about humanoid things out there. They, they are ascribing, they always use the human archetype in some way to explain a primordial force energy or matter for that matter <laughs> okay and it's so foreign to us right now we've been so schooled out of it it takes a lot to retool retrain your mind to be able to think that way and see it as they see it they because they are we're a body a soul and a spirit again elohim bina as she influences and manifests all the way down, so to speak. See, and this is again, women give birth. This is the archetype. Bina gives birth, all right? Men, they're different roles. They have different functions in this cycle process, okay? If the sun didn't strengthen and give greater warmth and vitality and sunlight in its season, the earth, the cycle, the Elohim could not thaw and stop being cold and, and the ground could get soft so to speak, and could receive and allow the rejuvenated seed, the seed now that is getting rejuvenated, to come back into life. All right? These are really well thought out, deeply attested to both in nature and physics and in real life observation. And it's Hebraic, and we need to claim it. Now, I want to say, this is the thing. A lot of this stuff is in the New Age camp. Now, let me just say this in this camp. I've never been a New Ager. I've never really spent too much time trying to figure out what is being said. But through the years, the more I've studied and read the Kabbalah, the mystical eyes, understand that what it's saying, it is very similar to a lot of New Age repackaging or putting. But, but again, you know my that they always do take out the middle pillar or the high Elohim, but whatever. Okay, 
But that doesn't make what they're saying untrue. And this is my if I'm telling Jews and Christians, we can't quote unquote come home to our own heritage, which is more ancient and more, in my opinion, from the line of the righteous than anyone else on the planet and is provable and traceable. Because this is really the understanding between the oral Torah and the written Torah. And why a lot of people don't understand, this is, this is a, I don't know why, a very controversial subject. See, we come from a line, an ancestral line from Adam, who was placed in Malkut, in physicality, and was kind of kicked out of the garden. The ever said, okay, go. <laughs> you know, you, this is your new home and figure it out. Well, and I'll be with you, but we'll figure it out together, but go. The tradition of writings, and it's not just writings. I know it's oral Torah, but it's not just writing. It is always a tradition of orally and through writing and actually through glyphs. Through actually, I think these people putting it in stone and monument, all right, was another form of this. Um, putting this understanding from Adam through Enoch, through the flood, picked up again through Noah, Shem, and Abraham. All that knowledge up until you get to Abraham comes really out of the garden, well, from Adam and Enoch, okay? The, this is the line, this is the Melchizedek priesthood line. Now, this is my opinion. I have videos on it, whatever. It's a whole huge topic. This priestly line, this line of the firstborn in the earth, morphed at the time of Abraham, with a new covenant, it kind of changed up. And then again in Jacob. But let me how explain this how. So the oral Torah is the writings that were both written because they, they didn't were able to preserve writings. I mean, it says that Noah brought writings on the ark. Okay. Now, had those writings survived till today? I doubt it. But redactions, rewritings of them, I have no doubt have survived. Okay. But that understanding is known as the oral Torah. It has a little bit of a higher spin to it because it understands the Melchizedek priesthood. It incorporates it. But it is called the oral Torah. That, and it came a lot through the Essenes and through the Zadokite priesthood, through the Dead Sea Scrolls, and through Kabbalistic writings, the mystical writings and Torah twists. To me, I believe that that is how it has come and then preserved. Now, the written Torah which makes sense because it's coming from a very ancient, this is why I said he's called ancient of days. Go back and listen to Keter, the aged one, the hoary-headed one, okay? But then when you get down here, Hasad is equated, because they're all equated with some of the patriarchs, with Abraham. Ab so, so let me put it this way. Up here at Keter, Adam Cadman, Adam still is, gives birth to our spirits our soul level, at that level. Abraham came. He is here and has said, he is the father of our souls. These are some deeper, but it, it's important to just, I'm trying to get, again, get some relationships here. Has said, loving kindness, who is the father of our souls by faith. This is really interesting because I just read this, and I should probably find the page and the citation and read it to you right there. But it said that faith 
trumps all other sephirot. That the sephirot of faith coming through has said to, to different. Remember, that's why it says, um, by faith you are saved. This is, they're not making that concept up. They're saying you have to get to that high level of faith. You have to have faith in this. All right? That's what Abraham had faith in Yahweh Elohim. That what his revelation and his interaction, what it was being told of, was the truth. And he believed it, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Like, okay, so the guy gets it. Okay, here's somebody we can work with, all right? So up until that point, and then you have this, this, this working of the 12 tribes, this formation, but you get into a point after this with Jacob, who is the father of our physical ancestry. So in other words, it does go soul. It does go spirit, soul, and body, or we're going back, body, soul, and spirit. Okay? So I hope that makes some sense to you. Uh, and this is a good way to understand it. So the written Torah which when Moshe at Mount Sinai, when they entered into, and we entered into, you got to understand something, we were there in Yahweh's mind, somebody's DNA. <laughs> I believe that if you're a believer today, uh, observant or messianic, I think you're still in the same category. This concept of the... Um, um, body, soul, and spirit, and the Sephirothic relationship to that, okay, and Jacob being the father of our ancestry, is the written, when you get down to Moshe, he wrote down, he codified, he in a lot of ways was used to establish again for a nation the standard of faith and practice in which by their covenant they could honor, understand and work with Yahweh Elohim, both sides here, to get maximum blessing and benefit. Okay. And this is, again, and I'll show this in other videos, this is also the archetype of the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud that goes before them because the nation in the wilderness. So on so many levels, they think these things through and they, they connect them and they're brilliant and they work. And that's what we have to, I, I mean, that, why would you believe something else? So, and the numbers. <clears throat> okay. So for our current purposes, the work, cause see they, this is why it gets you out of saying there's five soul levels. There's five worlds, but why four of them, the four corners of the earth is what we're dealing with whether you're going from the top down or the bottom up. And there's a very specific reason for that. So, and actually I don't want to go into that, but I just want to tell you that that's another um, understanding. You're saying, well, we're going to talk about being, we're going to talk about the divine feminine. This, we have to elevate our understanding. We're not talking about gods and goddesses. Things. We're not talking about spirit beings. You know, we're not talking about, you know, I'm sorry, I don't think that Mary Magdalene, you know, I mean, Mary, the apparitions of Mary, I don't think that that's a high in us level understanding of what's going on, all right? And I don't believe those are manifestations at the level of the Godhead. Now, that's my opinion, and hey, if I'm wrong, Yahweh, correct me.
soon and very soon. Okay. Now, I want to show something, uh, a couple of pictures here. I have, uh, you know, been looking at images from all kind of different streams for a long time and trying to decode them and understand them. And like, what are these people talking about? This, uh, this image has a lot of information. Now, this right here, this is what is known as Metatron's cube. Okay. And see the Kabbalistic circles behind it. See the connections, the hands and the feet. This is Da Vinci's thing. See, Da Vinci, this Kabbalistic understanding is what for fueled the Renaissance because these people were getting this information as the Jews were coming from Babylon. Now, that can historically be proven in that sense. But the ratio of everything, the Fibonacci sequence, which is in this, it's, it's something they have found in everything from our DNA in the, to the largest center of the solar, the, the, the solar system, I'm going to show you this, it's in math. It's the way of, you know, fruits, vegetables, all sorts of things in the world. Um, probably at this way, grow at this rate. You see here again, the man, but this one down here, it is the Taurus. This is a Taurus. All right. This again, this is another Taurus shape. What I want to show you here. Okay. And let's look at it again. See, this is the Fibonacci sequence. See, it's in an acorn. See, it's just sort of laid out graphically here. And you can see it's got the yin and yang. Here it's in the human ear. Here it is um, in the apple. You know, I was thinking it's true. It's really true because the apple is depicting a Taurus. So that's why Eve ate an apple. Archetypally, this is what I get it now. All right. I, it's a Taurus. It says that Taurus is the form of flowing energy dynamics at every scale of existence. They have found this in... Uh, it's in animals, humans, hurricanes, planets, galaxies, and cosmos as a whole, even water vortexes, this concept, all right, the Taurus. I do believe, here's again the golden ratio, and here is where it is in, is it all mathematics, because this is where the numbers and the letters, the sacred geometry, they all agree. It is as much number ratio, you know, you got to connect those points of intersection, uh, but see, Chartres here, the, the, the window, the, the, the architectural excellence of the Middle Ages was a lot of it in these guilds because these people were retaining quite seriously, hugely Kabbalistic understanding of math and sciences and relationships on very deep levels. Uh, this one, now here is again a Taurus. But see this, what I'm trying to say, this is the middle column. This is the middle pillar uh, it gets sucking into that vortex. So everything cycles in and it cycles out. And these outer like limits here are, are gotten because orbits, you know, if it's closer, it's got a shorter orbit. If it's going to a farther away boundary, it's got a larger orbit. Uh, let me show it to you one more. Okay, so here is the tree of life. We're talking about the tree of life. We are talking about its center column, the middle pillar, and its extremities that go out to the right and to the left. You know, its branches reach to the heavens. Its roots go down deep into the earth, into the abyss. Deliberate mind picture, deliberate language, all saying the same thing. So this is, to me, extremely important information to understand to begin to uh, 
incorporate in our thinking and understand this feeling because this is where what our text is telling us and the level of warfare that's coming against us which really and truly came at Israel always comes to Israel we know we're getting bombarded from many worlds levels influences that are even beyond our physical malkuth here I mean if we really but don't worry, you know, two-thirds of the angels are protecting us. One-third, you know, we might have some. So greater is he that's in us, greater is on our side than, you know, he that's in the world. But understanding this worldview, understanding how our prophets, this is important. This is the understanding our prophets have. This is what Yeshua as an, as an, as an incarnation, as a Mashiach, coming from the Essenes. This is what is a deep mystical understanding shared by many traditions that deal with the supra, okay, about natural, all right? Very old traditions in all the cultures of the world. They can't all be making this up. There's very great realities to all this. So on that note, uh, let's enlarge our understanding about our Heavenly Mother, and let's say we're gonna move with our dot knowledge, we're going to move down to Zeron Pin, the lower seven Sephiroth, and we're going to continue on this journey of wisdom and understanding. So on that note, shalom and blessing. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Maybe you have some questions or would like to share your thoughts. Liz would love to chat with you about it, so head on over to the website, theelectlife.org. That's one word, theelectlife.org. Or if you prefer, you can leave your comments on the Liz Bigger YouTube channel. And if you're over on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell so you won't miss out on anything new. Tune in next week as Liz brings out more on the mysteries that matter and more food for the soul. Thanks for tuning in. Shalom.